The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Welcome, everyone, to Generation Regeneration. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host and founder of health and wellness company, WCubed, that you can learn more about at wcubedcommunity.com. Thank you for joining me, whether it's live or on demand. We appreciate all of our listeners. And our goal with the show is to provide information and support for those who want to take ownership of their health and engage in a lifestyle that regenerates their body, mind, and spirit. And it's become clear to me that it's necessary to deal with more than the conscious mind to make good lifestyle choices consistently. You may need to go deeper and rewire the brain or update subconscious programming that is not serving you. So be sure to check out our shows on demand about better lifestyle choices to make and also going deeper than the conscious mind if you're having trouble making these good choices with ease because false beliefs may be the root cause of your difficulties. And today, we're going to discuss making good food choices that regenerate the body. Our guest is founder of Chimp Food and author of The Chimp Diet, Scott Joseph. Not long ago, Scott was overweight, sick, and living in pain. He wanted to lose weight and become healthy again, so he tried every diet possible without success, like millions of others. Finally, he came across a life-changing fact. There are over 1 million different species of animals on the earth, and only one of them is littered with obesity, illness, and chronic disease. Humans, because of what we eat and how we live. And today, we'll discuss how that realization led him to found Chimp Food and produce awesomely nutritious and delicious meal replacement drinks and bars, which you can learn more about at chimpfood.com. Welcome to the show, Scott. It's so great to have you here today. Hi, Sandra. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Now, let's get started by what prompted you to think very deeply about food. What was your health like earlier in your life, and what prompted your aha moment? Uh, Well, just like you said earlier in your opening statement, I was overweight, sick, and living in pain. And uh, it is not a good feeling at all. I just had energy. I didn't even feel like getting out of bed, it seemed like half the time. So... I think that when you get so far down, that really starts getting the juices flowing. Um, my aha moment was probably one day as I, as I was sitting there eating, you know, some unhealthy food in an unhealthy restaurant with a bunch of unhealthy humans, <laughs> I looked out the window and my aha moment, there was a bunch of power lines with hundreds of black birds. I know we've all seen it before. Yeah. Every bird was in perfect shape. They all had energy. They all looked beautiful, and they were all perfect. 
And then I looked around me inside this restaurant and says, wow, that is so different than what us humans are having here. So that started, that started it all. Yeah. That's a great aha moment. Uh, sometimes those things do creep up on you. So now you call your product Chimp Food and you wrote a book, The Chimp Diet, because you were inspired by the diet of our closest relative. So can you get into a little more detail into that? What is it about their digestive system that's similar to ours and different, for example, from a carnivore's? Well, yes, our closest living relatives are chimpanzees. We are 99% alike genetically, actually a little bit closer, especially if you take the sense of smell out of it. We're about 99.4% alike. Wow. Um, our digestive systems are almost exactly alike. For example, if you took a chimpanzee's digestive system, all of ours started our mouth and ends at our butt, and you took a digestive system of a chimp, laid it on the ground, and I laid yours on the ground next to it, if I spun you around three times, you would never know the difference. So our digestive systems are virtually exactly alike, as well as our immune system. Uh, us and chimpanzees are so close that uh, most people probably wouldn't even believe it. But the thing is with our digestive system, if you take from our, again, from our mouth to our lips, about 120 major points about our digestive system, just to name a few our mouth opening, our jaw size, our teeth, our incisions, our enzymes, our esophagus, our stomach, our liver, our kidneys, our pancreas, um, our, our colon and our intestines. We are virtually exactly like every single herbivore on this earth. So, of course, if you study every animal, you put them in three categories. Carnivores, mostly meat. Herbivores, mostly plants, and omnivores are in the middle. Right. Omnivores and carnivores are almost exactly like top to bottom, omnivores are carnivores. But herbivores are so totally different, and we have nothing alike any carnivore on this earth in regards to our digestive system. I understand a carnivore's digestive system is more suited for eating meat, digesting very quickly, and then getting rid of the waste. Is that true? Yes, exactly. Yeah, which is different from an herbivore, which, for example, has a much more complicated, um, I think, a larger intestine so that it, because it, it takes longer to digest plants and plant products. Is, is that true? Is that kind of the difference between the two? Yeah, well, it's not, I don't know if it's so much as far as the speed of it. We're just not made to eat meat. So, of course, it's going to take longer. It's kind of like we're not made to eat car tires. We're not made to eat uh, paint. So, yeah. of course, it's going to take longer for our bodies to digest it. If we were made to eat, I'm sure it would go right down and right on through our system like everything else. But the fact is that meat just sits in our gut and rots and rots away. We just We don't have the ability to break it down and eat it. Yeah. And so the chimp diet is based on, from what I understand, five things. Can you go into what those five things are? Sure. Fruits, berries, veggies, nuts, and seeds. Some people may question why I put berries aside because berries are fruits. I guess in a simpler way, I could say fruits and veggies, nuts and seeds. But berries are very, very awesome fruit. 
So it's good to kind of set them aside so they don't get lost with all the other fruits. Berries are deep and rich in colors all the way through. So berries are a fruit, but they are definitely the superior fruit. Oh, interesting. Okay. And based on all of this, what are the foods you mentioned meat, but what other things ideally are we not suited to digest? Yeah, if I go back to the to the food pyramid, meat is number one, and meat is one of our biggest problems that we have in our digestive systems nowadays. You look at our major events like heart attacks, strokes, and cancers, they're all directly relating to too much meat. So our biggest diseases are definitely focused on meat, and dairy's right there and behind it. You know, no animals on this earth have milk from another species. So I got to say dairy is completely out. And, of course, no other animals take that, pasteurize it, turn it into milk, turn it into cheese, turn it into yogurt, and on and on and all these things we think are unhealthy. But the bottom line is we are not made to eat milk from another species. That milk is for baby cows to grow up big. A third thing on my list would be grains. No animals on this earth eat wheat, rice, corn, oats, rye, and barley, and on and on. We are just not made to eat grains. No animals are made to eat grains. It just should not ever go in our body. Uh, the fourth thing is probably sugar. No animals on this earth eat sugar cane, and especially you don't take that sugar and twist it out and, and then really, really concentrate it into virtually a white powder that's unknown to our bodies. Uh, find, uh, another thing we might be legumes. No animals on this earth eat beans, red beans, white beans, pinto beans, kidney beans, uh, even peas and beans, any kind of legumes. No animals are eating them. And, of course, in order for us to eat them, we have to process them by cooking them. Another quick interesting one are foods underground. Generally speaking, no animals on earth eat starchy vegetables or foods underground, such as potatoes, carrots, onions, peanuts, uh, even ginger or garlic, uh, beets, radishes, turnips, all of these are underground. They're virtually unknown to every animal on this earth, except humans. We got smart, and now we're eating things that no one else is eating. Coconuts is my last one. No animals on earth eat coconuts, and I really have to wonder if we should be eating them too. If animals are 100% healthy, we are littered with illnesses and diseases. They're not touching coconuts foods underground, legumes, meat, dairy, grain, sugar. I just wonder if we should as well. Mm, that's a really interesting point. Now, how long have you been eating this way? How many years has it been, and how could you describe your health now? Yeah, I've been eating like this for approximately three years. It took okay. me a little bit of time, you know, step by step. I got to where I'm at today. So it's been about three years. I'm 53 years old. My health is 100% perfect, not even a sniffle in three years. Wow, that's great. <laughs> that's no, really I, awesome. I've had, I've, yeah, I've had no headaches, Yeah. no colds, no flus, no sniffles, nothing. It's just been amazing. Yeah. What I really like about this is that you took charge of your health. Um, this particular diet is working fantastically well for you, which is why I want to talk about it because it could likely work fantastically well for other people too. But you just didn't accept the status quo. You did your research. You did the hard work of making changes. So good for you. And 
on that note, let's go ahead and get ready for our first break. But before that, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor for today's show. If you want to learn to cook and heal, because there are some folks that still like to cook, then Teaching Chef and Holistic Nutritionist Monica Corrado has the program for you. Check out the Cooking for Wellbeing Learn to Cook program with Monica at www.simplybeingwell.com. And with the holidays coming up, her books and programs make really great gifts too. Now, thank you everyone for joining us. It's ready for our break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And our guest today is Scott Joseph, founder of Chimp Food and the author of The Chimp Diet. We just discussed Scott's revelation about eating like our closest relative, the chimp, by consuming a lot of fruits, berries, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. And in the next segment, we're going to dig deeper into the chimp diet and discuss how it provides sufficient fat and protein, which is a question I had when I first learned about this. So see you soon with more great insights from our special guest. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. It's here, announcing the launch of a new health and wellness community called whole-treatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. Are you a wellness entrepreneur or practitioner who wants to grow your business dramatically without compromising your values? Are you ready for an adventure and expansion with Sandra Mahotra, host of Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio, and Noam Kenstucky, accomplished coach and creator of Masterpieces? If yes, then apply to our Abundance Cubes Transformation Program, and you could be one of six entrepreneurs who receive business coaching and media exposure in our success challenge. Go to www.wcubedcommunity.com and click on Abundance Cubed under our radio show to learn more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you again for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and our guest today is the founder of Chimp Food and author of The Chimp Diet, Scott Joseph. 
And now Scott, upon hearing that we should consume a diet based on fruits, berries, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, as I mentioned on the other side of the break, some folks may question if this diet provides everything that we need, particularly protein and fat. So let's address each of these points and start with protein. A complete or whole protein is defined as a source of protein that contains an adequate portion of all nine of the essential amino acids necessary for the dietary needs of humans and other animals. So can you tell us, does the chimp diet provide adequate complete proteins? And if so, where do they come from? Well, if we're exactly like chimps, chimps get the right amount of protein. All animals on this earth get the right amount of protein. If we're exactly like chimps, they get the right amount of protein. You would think if we would mimic their diet, then we would too. Yeah. So to expand on that, number one, in the history of the world, no one has ever been sick from lack of protein. No one's ever gone to the hospital for protein deficiency. No one's ever died because they didn't have enough protein. And in fact, if you never have protein again, you'll never get one disease. There are no diseases on, there are billions of diseases on the books. Not one of them is directly related to lack of protein. The closest thing you might find would be malnutrition, but that's a lack of all nutrients such as fat, carbs, and protein. Yeah. So we do, we do not have a lack of protein problem. I yes. don't think that we, we, we ever have or we ever will. As long as you're eating, you're getting plenty of protein. Yeah. So here's a quick example. Chimpanzees, orangutans, and gorillas are all primates like us. They get about 5% protein. Elephants, hippopotamuses, and rhinoceroses get about 5% protein. Horses, cows, and big bulls get about 5% protein. Moose, deer, antelope, 5%. Giraffes, run on and yeah. on, 5% yeah. protein. Yeah. So I don't think that we need this much protein that we ever think that we're going to be. Too much protein, again, leads to so many diseases and clogs up our arteries and just not a thing that we really should be focused on is protein. Yeah. And let's now talk also about fats, which are gaining a lot of attention lately because it's been shown that, for example, that that low-fat diet craze where things were made low-fat and no-fat and loaded up with sugar instead, very bad idea because we don't need all that sugar, first of all. And second of all, our body and brain actually need a lot of good fats. So can you explain the difference between a good and bad fat and how the chimp diet provides the good fats? Well, I'd rather just talk about good fats. Good good fats are very, very simple. Nuts, seeds, avocados, and olives. There's only really four good fats. I mean, chimpanzees do not eat salmon. They don't eat any fish. So I don't believe that we should be eating any fish either. Fish is also a meat. We are not made to dive into the ocean and try and catch, catch fish and eat it up. So get your good fats from nuts, seeds, avocados, and olives. If you look at a chimpanzee's diet, uh, I said uh, they get about 5% protein a minute ago, and they get about 20% fats in their diet. They get those from a lot of nuts and seeds and really a lot of fruits and vegetables. I should say a lot more vegetables also have some fats in them. So I don't think we have a problem. You talked about our brains earlier, and that's really one of my biggest reasons that I focus on fats. Our brains are made up of 60% fat. Exactly. Our brains utilize fats for fuel. 
The rest of our bodies want carbohydrates for fuel. Our brains want fats. And so if we really realize, look what's going on with our brains. Let me just, let, let me, let me just list a few, few neurodegenerative diseases, headaches, migraines, anxiety, depression, bipolar, ADD, panic attacks, memory deficit, brain fog, difficulty concentrating, dementia, seizures, Huntington's, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, suicide, strokes. We are loaded with mental illnesses, and I believe a huge part of it is our brains are not getting fueled properly with good, healthy fats. And, you know, think about everybody in jail and prison. How many of these people are really nuts and seeds and avocados and olives? And this just might be a good reason to really look, take a second look, a deeper look at healthy fats. Yeah. Yeah, I know author Dr. David Perlmutter, uh, author of Grain Brain and so forth, uh, talks a lot about the importance of fats for neurological health. It's super, super important. And so going low fat is just a horrific idea. And hopefully everybody's ready to just leave that aside. Um, okay, so you mentioned carbohydrates. So let's talk about those for a moment. Uh, what kind of carbohydrates should we be getting and what's in the chimp diet? Well, there's really only two carbohydrates on this earth, fruits and vegetables. Uh, to me, bread, bread, bread and pasta, people call them carbs, but they're not even food. We shouldn't even, we really, we shouldn't even bring those kind of things into a conversation. So chimpanzees eat about 70% of their diet are carbohydrates. So I just filled it in. 70% carbs, 20% fats, 5% protein. That's how our bodies have eaten really for 10 million years and they should continue to eat that way. So fruits and vegetables are carbs. Chimps eat about 60 to 70% of their diet are fruits and vegetables. And uh, actually, about 60% of their diet is fruits, and about 20% of their diets are green leafy vegetables. But a lot of those green leafy vegetables have, have proteins and fats in them. So really to look at it as a percentage way, about 70% carbs are really what we need and everybody's telling us low carb no carb zero carb and that is actually a horrific idea to do to a human body is limit mm. the amount of carbs that we're getting mm. okay very interesting um you're also a big pr proponent of raw foods why is that well, no animals on earth cook their foods. When you cook foods, you change the molecular structure of food. It's just not the same. If you cook spinach, you cook all the water out of it. Now it's really not spinach anymore. So anytime you cook food, in essence, you're processing food. You've changed it from the way that we've eaten. And if you have to cook it, I say if you have to cook it, like let's say with rice, or with lentils, or with legumes, then you probably shouldn't be eating those anyway. Uh, cooking kills nutrients. It changes the food. It kills the nutrients. No animals are cooking. You know, there's been some estimates as high as one-third to two-thirds of all the vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants are taken out of food when we cook them. So if you're cooking your food, you need to eat two to three times more than I'm eating. Interesting. Okay. And 
when you mentioned at the beginning of the show that you made this transition, you took charge of your health and you changed over your diet, how long did it take you to do that? And, and what steps did you take? Um, I certainly changed in stages. I didn't just yeah. up, up in one day change. However, I know it can be done and has been done before. There are a lot of people that go on these diets and instantly change and they have no repercussions. Me, it took time. The first thing for me was the Atkins diet. The minute I took bread and pasta out of my diet, uh, cakes and flours and wheat and rice and corn, uh, I felt way better. But then I was pounding down meat, and then I started realizing that meat was just making me sicker and sicker too. So then I took the meat out of my diet. Then I started taking cheese and yogurt and cottage cheese and those kind of things out of my diet because I thought the milk was somewhat good. So I started with the with the, uh, the, the the grains. I then went to meat. I then went to dairy. Then, of course, I took the beans out of my diet. And then I started taking potatoes and carrots, onions and peanuts, garlic, things, foods underground. I took those out of my diet. So I, I did it in stages. I would say it probably took about a year mm. uh, to to go from eating pizza <laughs> to eating, yeah. you know, you know, to eating raw broccoli. Okay. And how much weight did you lose during this time period? Oh, I lost 100 pounds, but that came really, really quick. The 100 pounds just came really within a few months. I don't have the exact date. I wasn't keeping track of it, but uh, the weight just flew right off of me. Every time I made a change in my diet, you know, there went another big chunk of chunk of weight. But oh. the majority of it came at the very beginning. The minute I went off of uh, the grains and the meat and the dairy, my weight just melted right off of me. So you didn't really have to. Two, I, I yeah, went from ahead. 265 down to 165. I'm about six foot one. I was at 265. I went down to 165. I didn't feel comfortable at 165. Uh, I just didn't. I felt like I needed a little bit more. Yeah. So I, I ate and ate and ate and got back up to 175. And that's where I'm at now. And I that's feel weird. great. Okay. All right. So did you ever have to restrict calories or did you just eat these healthy foods until you were full? Yeah. I, there's no animals on earth that are counting calories or yeah. restricting calories. You just eat and eat and eat. When you're full, you're done. You walk away. And that's that with that. I mean, you know, if you eat birthday cake, it tastes so good. You keep eating it until you're stuffed. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, broccoli isn't as good as birthday cake. So, you know, once you're full up, uh, it's easy just to walk away. You don't have to keep stuffing yourself. And I think that's probably a big trick when foods don't taste as great as, you know, pancakes, then it's easy to walk away from. It's hard to walk away from pancakes or pizza, but easy to walk away from cauliflower and broccoli once you've had your fill. Yeah, yeah. And do you, now that you've changed your diet, do you have any cravings for anything that you used to eat? Or does it just feel very good and natural eating the way you are now? Oh, no, I definitely crave foods. Um, I certainly, I crave grapes. I love uh, <laughs> black black grapes. I crave those. Uh, uh, a lot of times I make a big bowl full of, I, I mix up berries, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, and blackberries. I mix those up. I chop them up with a spoon. Gosh, I crave that. I love that as well, too. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, cravings. I just, I crave pineapple now, chunks of pineapple. So um, I, I think I still crave food. I still like to eat, but it's just a totally different food now that my brain is attracted to. Yeah. 
Okay, well, thank you for this explanation of the chimp diet, giving us more details about it. It sounds really interesting. And as we're talking about food is the foundation of health, and another shout out to our great sponsor, Monica Corrado. If you want to go ahead and learn more about cooking to heal, she is offering a four-day Learn to Cook for Well-Being Intensive in Northern Colorado and around the country in 2016. So go ahead and check this out if you like to be in the kitchen. You can get more information at www.simplybeingwell.com. And that brings us to our next break. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And our guest today is Scott Joseph, founder of Chimp Food. We just discussed how the chimp diet of fruits, berries, veggies, nuts, and seeds provides adequate protein, good fats, and plenty of carbohydrates. And next, we're going to talk about how Scott founded his company, Chimp Food, and the meal replacement products that they produce based on the chimp diet. Stay tuned for more great stuff with our special guest. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Are you a wellness entrepreneur or practitioner who wants to grow your business dramatically without compromising your values? Are you ready for an adventure and expansion with Sandra Mahotra, host of Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio, and Noam Kanstucky, accomplished coach and creator of Masterpieces? If yes, then apply to our Abundance Cubes Transformation Program, and you could be one of six entrepreneurs who receive business coaching and media exposure in our success challenge. Go to www.wcubedcommunity.com and click on Abundance Cubed under our radio show to learn more. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you once again for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and our guest today is the founder of Chimp Food and the author of The Chimp Diet, Scott Joseph. And Scott, we talked in detail 
up to this point about the chimp diet, which is based on fruits, berries, veggies, nuts, and seeds. And you have taken this information and started a company called Chimp Food, which produces products based on this diet. Can you tell us about what you produce and how they're produced and what makes them different? Sure. Um, Well, first of all, I came across the chimpanzees, our closest living relatives, were 99% alike. Uh, However, they are always in great shape. They're full of life, full of energy, and virtually 100% healthy. No heart attacks, no strokes, no cancers, no diabetes, no Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, no arthritis. They're just 100% healthy. So if chimps are healthy and humans are unhealthy, we have nearly the exact same digestive system and immune system, then it only makes sense we should be eating the same foods. So after reading tons of data, and if you remember Jane Goodall from back in the 1960s and 70s sitting over there in Africa watching chimpanzees, uh, she documented everything that they eat. So when I started watching what they eat, it's very simple, about 60% fruit. 20% 20% green leafy vegetables, 5% blossoming vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, zucchini, pumpkin squash, 5% nuts, 5% seeds, and about 5% bugs that they pick off of each other. They pick, you know, walking by. So I took all of those foods and I threw those into a blender. I first of all weighed and portioned them perfectly. And when I say 60% fruit, I mean the caloric intake, not necessarily by weight. So I did Mm -hmm. have to do a little bit of mathematics, but I figured it out. I threw it into a blender, mixed it up. And because there is so much fruit and berries, it just absolutely tasted delicious. So in a way, simply put, chimp food is a 16-ounce food drink that closely mimics the super healthy diet of chimpanzees in nature. It's 100% real, raw, whole food, which is chosen and portioned according to Mother Nature, then blended together. Each bottle contains five different nuts, five different fruits, five different berries, five different seeds, five different veggies, totaling 25 nutrient-rich superfoods. Uh, As I like to say, it's exactly what our bodies were designed for, exactly what our bodies need. So other juices on the market, other products are juices. That's where they just take an orange, they squeeze an orange, and you kind of get the sugary water. And then they throw that beautiful orange in the garbage and they sell you that juice. Number one, no animals on earth drink juice. Our bodies are not made for juice. There's no fiber in it. There's half the, more than half of the vitamins and minerals are, have been stripped away from it. Um, another important thing about us is I realize no animals are peeling oranges. You don't see animals go up to an orange and peel it. They bite into it. Same with a banana. They, they don't take the peel off. They bite right into it. Pineapples, husk and all. Watermelons, the rind and all. Pumpkins, the entire thing. So that's exactly what I did with chimp food. The whole peel, the pulp, the skins, the seeds, the stems. If there's green leaves on the top of a strawberry, it's in there. If the apple has a stem, it's in there. So we are vastly different than any other product on earth, mainly because we're mimicking the super healthy diet of chimpanzees. Number two, with all the peels and the pulp is in there, 
you just get, and you get the complete meal of every single thing that we would normally eat, you get it in every single bottle and every single drink. Wow, that's very unique offering. And for that, you received an honor from the editors of Beverage Industry in 2014. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, we've gotten we've actually won a lot of awards from the beverage industry, a lot of beverage-related magazines and food magazines, but the one you're speaking about, we won the most innovative product of 2014. So that's a huge honor for us to saying that we've actually done something more innovative really than anybody else out there, and it has to do with health, and thank God it's not only innovative, but it is healthy. Yeah, that's right. And where can folks find these products? Um, I know you're in some stores in Florida, but can they also be purchased online? Sure. We've kind of just got a few. We just started about four months ago. We are in all the Whole Foods here in the South Florida area. We have a lot more Whole Foods coming on board here shortly. All of our products, and there's more that we haven't spoke about, are available on our website, and they're also available on Amazon. So um, there's some easy ways of getting them. Yeah, and what are the other products that you have? Uh, Well, we also have, well, with our drinks, we actually have four drinks, four different flavors. We have an orange flavor, which has its own 25 foods. We have an apple flavor with 25 different foods, a grape and a pineapple. So our drinks have four flavors. And in, in theory, some of them overlap, but generally, in theory, if you had one bottle a day, uh, sorry, one of each flavor a day, you'd be drinking a hundred different foods, raw, whole, real foods. So of course, if we drink and eating, drinking a hundred foods across the board, you're getting a huge variety of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, fiber, really just the way nature made it, if not better. Uh, other than our drinks, we also have a delicious nut bar. Knowing that you should eat or chimps eat about 1.5 ounces of nuts a day, it's about a handful of nuts, we started with that. We picked five nuts, almonds, cashews, pecan, pistachios, walnuts. We weighed them equally to an ounce and a half, and then we wrapped them in dates. Dates Mm. are right off of a tree, delicious, sweet, and I don't know why Americans and why we're not using more dates. They're absolutely delicious. And so our nut bar has six ingredients, five of them are nuts, plus the dates. Each bar is a full day supply of nuts. So in my opinion, it's the healthiest bar on earth. Uh, We also have the book you've mentioned once or twice. It's called The Chimp Diet. And that really is really, really a great, great way of learning all about the natural way that we've been eating. And of course, we have some apparel. We've got some really cool t-shirts and things like that as well. That's right. Yeah, all of that on your website, chimpfood.com. And Perfect. Okay, yeah, so let's let's talk about how to really eat this way. What is your whole day like in terms of a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and where do you insert your meal replacement drinks and bars? How do you go about doing that? Well, I, I guess, you know, uh, I'm a little bit of a freak because I just drink, I just drink these drinks all day long. <laughs> Whenever I'm hungry, I just gulp, gulp, gulp. I throw it back in the refrigerator. A couple hours later, gulp, 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 throw in the refrigerator. All day long, I keep gulping. Every now and then, I might drink half a bottle. I might even drink the whole bottle. But uh, 
And then, of course, I throw in a couple salads. Um, I usually have a salad around 3 o'clock in the afternoon and have another one around 6 o'clock at night, and that's my food for the day. However, I know everyone's not going to do that. So if I wanted to give you a chimp's diet outside of our products, I would say for breakfast and lunch, divide your plate in half, half of it fruit and half of it's berries. Eat as much as you want, all the fruits and all the berries you can have for breakfast. And then for lunch, I would do the exact same thing. Then all afternoon, I would focus on salads, mostly green wheat, green, you know, kale, spinach, arugula. Get the good ones in there and just a little bit on top. Chimps don't eat. It's only about 5% of eating broccoli, cauliflower, or you may throw peppers on the top or things like that or cucumbers. But that's only about 5% as compared to 20% on the green leafy vegetables. And then throughout the day, feel free to snack or nibble on nuts and seeds. About a handful of nuts at the end of the day you should uh, uh, consume and about a palm full, a palm, you know, just just a half your hand, your palm full of seeds. And then that's it. That's about the way chimps do it. Chimps wake up bright and early at the crack of dawn and they start eating fruits almost all day up until around noon or one. Then they usually take a little siesta. They take a nap. Naps are good. If you have a dog, you know how much, or a cat, you know how much animals nap. Oh, yeah. Napping is good. And then the second half of the day, the chimpanzees are eating mostly leaves. They're just walking through the jungle grabbing leaves. So if you were to have fruits and berries for breakfast and lunch, salads in the afternoon for your dinners, uh, and the nuts and seeds, you would have it down pretty, pretty darn good. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a lot of good stuff for sure. And on that note, let's go ahead and get ready for our next break. And let me make a shout out again to our sponsor for today's show. If you want to learn to cook to heal, then teaching chef and holistic nutritionist Monica Corrado has the program for you. Check out her Cooking for Wellbeing Learn to Cook program at www.simplybeingwell.com. And now we're ready for our final break. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And our guest today has been Scott Joseph, founder of Chimp Food and the author of The Chimp Diet. And Scott has given us a wonderful information about the wonderful foods that chimps eat and how we can incorporate them as well for our health. And we'll wrap up on the other side with some final thoughts from Scott. Thanks a lot and see you in a few. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. It's here, announcing the launch of a new health and wellness community called whole-treatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. Are you a wellness entrepreneur or practitioner who wants to grow your business dramatically without compromising your values? Are you ready for an adventure and expansion with Sandra Mahotra? 
host of Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio, and Noam Kanstucky, accomplished coach and creator of Masterpieces? If yes, then apply to our Abundance Cubes Transformation Program, and you could be one of six entrepreneurs who receive business coaching and media exposure in our success challenge. Go to www.wcubedcommunity.com and click on Abundance Cubed under our radio show to learn more. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and our guest today has been the founder of Chimp Food and the author of The Chimp Diet, Scott Joseph. And we've been talking a lot about the foods that are involved in the chimp diet and how Scott has used those to produce meal replacement beverages and delicious nut bars that he sells as chimp food. And let's now talk about some deeper implications of the chimp diet on public health and the environment. So, Scott, just a question for you, and I know what this answer is going to be. If more people adopted this way of eating, moving away from foods that do not serve us to things which regenerate our body, what do you think would happen to the amount of chronic disease in this country? Well, uh, yeah, the, of course, you know my answer. I think, oh, I think we'd have no, no obesity. I yeah. think everybody would have tons of energies. And I think diseases, illnesses, and sicknesses would just be a thing of the past. And I'm basically just, you know, using animals as my indicator. If we have a million species of animals and none of them are overweight, none of them have diseases, illnesses, or sicknesses, none of them are you know, sluggish as they fly through the sky or swim through the water. Uh, if we use animals as their indication of eating properly, uh, I think I think it just screams uh, this is the direction to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like your message here of taking charge of one's health. Uh, by really looking at what they're eating because food is so foundational for all of our health. And different things may work for different people. And so I think what's overall important is as you decide to try things to take ownership of your health, to listen to your body. And Scott, you clearly listened to your body and it took you in a direction which now you feel great, your weight is good, you have energy, your health is good. And so the information that you're giving everyone here about this diet, I think is fantastic. Um, Though what I would encourage people to do is feel your way through what works best for you. And probably for a lot of people, this will work. Um, We're not saying that everyone has to do this tomorrow, but if you're not feeling well, if you are ill, uh, food probably has something to do with it. And so please do reconsider the way you're eating and give the chimp diet some serious consideration because certainly adding all of these wonderful whole foods to your diet can only result in good things. So now let's talk about implications on the environment 
because right now factory farms or confined animal feeding operations, otherwise known as CAFOs, that are used to produce poultry, beef, and pork as cheaply as possible and in mass quantities are, in my opinion, a blight on the countryside. There's a singular emphasis here on the financial bottom line, which only enriches those at the top of the corporation and leads to horrific living conditions for millions of animals and destruction of the communities and environment in which they reside. I'm personally not a vegan, but I consume mostly fruits and vegetables, and the animal products that I do consume are very carefully chosen from sustainable and humane operations. So, Scott, what do you have to say about how the chimp diet would affect the environment? Well, everything you just said, I agree with 100%. You know, and my answer would be is yes, uh, as quick as you can, stop consuming animal products and this whole industry and this money-making atrocity will finally go away. Um, You know, I I love animals and I don't want to see them sit on factory farms or you know, in buildings, you know, they're not getting, they're not eating the right foods. Number one, cows are supposed to eat grass and, and, and chickens are supposed to be eating seeds. But a majority of these are just eating corn and they're eating grains and they're eating wheat. So they're eating the wrong foods. They're all jacked up on hormones to get these chickens. I mean, I don't know if you've seen these uh, chickens that in the old days, they take a chicken almost six months to get to full size. Now they're doing it in about one month. It's horrible. Um and, 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 and if you look at fish as well, too, I mean, the way farm-raised fish, I mean, fish generally you just can't go out in the ocean and scoop up buckets of fish anymore. So they're all, you know, they have huge pens out in lakes and rivers and oceans, and they're just filled with miles and miles and miles of fish just sitting in these cages, and boats go on top of them just throwing on pounds and pounds of food. And these fish just go eat, you know, they just go crazy. But none of it's right. These animals are not eating the right foods. They're not getting exercise. Some aren't getting any sunlight. They're probably rarely even touching ground if they're walking in, you know, pieces the whole time. So none of it is really a good situation. Of course, we can get into CO2 emissions. It takes 10 times more food to feed these animals than it does a human. They're using up our water to, to on the, now we need 10 times more water for the crops in order to feed these animals. I heard we're cutting down like an acre a minute to, to grow more crops to feed these animals. Any way you look at it, it's just not sustainable. This is just not the way we're supposed to be, and uh, we're just killing our environment in probably more than 100 different ways uh, by, eating these, by eating meat from factory farms. Yeah, and I like your point about the power that consumers have because the marketplace has to respond to consumer demand. And so if our demand for huge amounts of animal products does in fact go down, the market will have to respond to that. And so we really do have the power to shift this whole trend toward factory farms where millions and millions of animals Uh, live a horrific life and die a horrific death uh, because of our desire for a lot of cheap, cheap, cheap meat. (laughs) So, Well, uh, and if we don't have to eat meat, we're only eating it for entertainment. We we do not need meat. We do not need to eat animals. We just do it because we enjoy it. So sometimes, you know, could you imagine a huge giant walking around here saying, well, I'm hungry. I don't need to eat a human. But boy, it looks, and they just reach down, we're eating me and eating and eating our kids. 
and holding us in cages and things just strictly because they love it. Imagine if we were sitting in cages watching these huge giants eating us one at a time and laughing and joking. Wow, this tastes great. Don't you love it? Wow, cook that up. Let's get a bigger rack of ribs on there. Wow, look at the size of that fish. Wow, that's a huge steak. And they're just laughing as they're eating us. I don't think we would like it. And I think in order to be great humans, we need to do the same and uh, you know, do unto others as we wish to do unto ourselves. Yeah, definitely more respect and reverence needed for the living things around us. And I know that Chimp Food has taken their commitment to animal welfare a nice step by adopting a chimp named Melody at Save the Chimps. Can you tell us about her and her sanctuary? Sure. There's some awesome people on this earth that have, you know, are looking after animals and want to better for them. And one, one piece of that pie is a, is a uh, foundation called Save the Chimps. They are located about two hours north of me. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. They're up in Fort Pierce, Florida. A lady by the name of Carol Noon purchased 150 acres, and she has uh, kept rescuing chimpanzees from circuses, zoos. Most of them come from laboratories Mm. uh, and as well as, you know, personal pets. So right now they have a little bit less than 300. They have about 260, 265 chimps out there running around. And, uh, and I had the opportunity, as everyone has the opportunity, to, do, to, uh, to adopt a chimpanzee. So we adopted Melody. She's a six-year-old female. And so we try and take care of her with some special gifts, sometimes around Christmas or her birthday or Halloween. They do special things. <laughs> and as well as I go up there and I volunteer on several occasions, I have Counted out 260 bananas, 260 <laughs> cucumbers, 200, you know, uh, 60 uh, apricots. And uh, so I, I have made real chimp food before. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, two nights from now, they have another big event called the Chimp's Kitchen. And I'll be participating in that. They had a big thing called Chimpathon. So there are several of these sanctuaries. I think there's anywhere from five to seven sanctuaries here in America, and about the same in Africa, five to seven in Africa, and I'm familiar with a few in Europe that try to rescue chimpanzees uh, from circuses, zoos, labs, private ownership, and then put them more in a natural environment for them to finish out their lives. And once all the chimps are rescued, all of these sanctuaries, their business goal is to go out of business. That's a great goal. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that's a wonderful goal. Well, thank you so much for sharing all the information today about the chimp diet and the nutritious products that you're producing at Chimp Food and your commitment to health and to the environment. It's really wonderful having you on the show today, Scott. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. We really, really appreciate it. And anything we can do to get the word out, uh, it's a benefit. And uh, my motto is, eat like you should, eat like a chimp. Love it. Thanks okay. for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Our guest will be James Fox, Program Director for the Give Back Yoga Foundation Prison Yoga Project. And we fe- 
featured Give Back Yoga Foundation program directors for their first responders program and their mindful yoga therapy for veterans already. And now it's time to discuss the amazing work they're doing with prisoners to help them turn around their lives in a deep and permanent way, which is just a win-win all around. I can't wait to learn more about this. And before we wrap up, I'd like to announce that I've teamed up with accomplished life coach and business coach Noam Kastuki for an adventure in expansion for health and wellness entrepreneurs and practitioners called Abundance Cubed. If you want to grow your abundance triple bottom line dramatically without compromising your values, we invite you to apply. This is a free program for six people who will receive business coaching and media exposure to compete for the biggest growth in wealth, impact, and happiness. To learn more, you can click on the Abundance Challenge banner on the Generation Regeneration homepage or go to www.wcubedcommunity.com, choose the Radio Show tab, and then the Abundance Cubed page. We hope you'll apply for this program. Again, there's no cost for it because it'll be the journey of a lifetime. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. 